Is that a man who wants wine? I might have a little, just a little splash. Just a little soup song. Just a little soup song, please. There we go. It's a pleasure to meet you, Matt. Thank you very much. Nice to, nice to meet you on, in no uncertain terms. <laughs> uh, uh, and welcome to episode 190. Uh, oh. oh. Of regular features, mm. isn't it? Isn't it? It's a lot nicer around here today. Isn't it, it is. I feel like I could just curl up and curl one off. No, no, curl, no, no. Be nice. Be curl nicer. Up into a book, because yeah. that's right. This episode is sponsored by AudiblePodcasts.com. The the website that positively encourages you not to crawl into a book, but to jam one into your ears. Yes, and yes, I mean the they. They did insist that we made the podcast at least half as crass as usual, so we did that by removing half of the people. Half the people? And you may notice just earlier, just a few seconds ago, I stopped myself from saying curl one off. Mm. You're going to have to deal with that one, Audible. That was that was in quote marks, so that's OK. It's fine. You could have been reading it from a book. <laughs> <laughs> books. And talking of books, today's a very special episode because we're going to be reading excerpts from Audible books. These all, are all books. All books with ISBN numbers in the mm-hmm. British Library. Do we decimals? All available to listen to in full on audible.co.uk. I think that's the UK version. OK. No, UK. OK. No. Dot co dot okay. Let's begin. Should we begin with a reading, Locke? Well, I hope you bought some books. Of some of your favourite books. To I this. brought all of my favourite books. Really mean, really but I won't read more. all of them because we'll be here forever. <laughs> well, I like millions of books. I've. Heard, I mean, do you want me to go first? Mm. Oh well, let's let's play a little sound effect and we'll sink into a book. <coughs> Richard Dawkins, the Blind Watchmaker. As a leading bioevolutionary scientist, a question I am frequently asked is, does anything eat wasps? I eat wasps. That is because I am Richard Dawkins. I'm a bad egg, and your mother would wince if I said some of the words I'm thinking right now. I won't say them, but rest assured, the content and tone and content of my delivery would make your mum gasp sadly that she had lived long enough to finally see the day. The day when Richard Dawkins said those words to her. Did I ever tell you about the time I complained of a restaurant? I got my food for free. I am Richard Dawkins. I am so cool that police took the trick nuts off my BMX because my amazing tricks were making all my mates evolve into robots. Once... I climbed into a power station, and I just ate all the electricity. A judge told me to spit it out, but I held my breath and wouldn't give it back until they made EMF come and sing You're Unbelievable to me and me alone. When they finished the song, I spat out seven billion gigawatts, so fast that all the electricity went into the wrong town, and everyone evolved into robots. So a fat lot of good it did you taking my trek nuts off me, you idiots. Maybe next time you'll let me do my bunny hops, which I am very good at. One last story before I finish this chapter. Did you know I am actually married to a Doctor Who companion? I am. I am married to Lala Ward, who played Romana in the original series. And Romana wasn't just a fucking companion, she was a goddamn time lady. 
So when you bitches come running around saying I'm a sexist dinosaur and a terrible advocate for atheism, just ask yourself who's dick deep in Gallifreyan poon, yeah? You all don't be fit to lick the fanny regeneration dust off my dick. In chapter two, I will explain why the complexity of living organisms is not, in fact, evidence of a divine creator. It's a fantastic book, Log. It's he is. probably one of my favourites. He's I, I, he's plugging away at that. He'd already made, really much made his case in the selfish gene, but he decided to go back to it and say, no, no, I was right. I'm Richard Dawkins. Mm, I particularly like chapter five, everybody on my dick like they're supposed to be. Yeah, well, that's it. He takes a break from making his case against a sort of a, the, the concept of a divine creator by just encouraging everyone to pile onto his dick. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just refreshing in the world of atheism, really, just to cut down to the basics of it. When, I, when I'm dig deep in meat, all is as it should be. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not a comedy book. No, it's not. It's not funny, Log. It's deeply serious. I'm going to do a quick short reading now. Um, from uh, one of my favourite books. It's not as it's not as serious as that. I'm afraid it's not a, a, a you know kind of. That's fine. I mean, it can't all be hard science. Occasionally, you need a foray into like the the, the fields of whimsy. Yeah, I mean, this is just a light, a kind of fantasy sci-fi story that I, I always hold very dearly to my heart. And it's a, it's a fantastic book available on uh, on Audible.com. It's a, is it the Blender's Game? It's not. It's a RoboDog Saga. Ooh. And this is uh, from chapter six of the first book of uh, RoboDog Saga. I'm giving you until three, blared the RoboDog detective, furious that his monthly biscuit check hadn't been signed by the police department bosses. People said this city had gone to the dogs, but he was a dog, and so he didn't find much value in that frame of reference. But the town had gone bad, all right, real bad, like a cat. This city was like a shitty old cat. A shitty cat that acted like you wanted it to to chase you, but actually the cat was just a mirage. He'd suggested this phrase as an alternative before, but the force had a real problem with cybernetic detective dogs. What I wouldn't give for a cold glass of pedigree rum, muttered the mutt, as he involuntarily huffed the screen of condensation onto the viewport of his blister blast hoverbike. Why the damned hell had they retained the dog's behaviour of constant panting when the Department of Crime and Alterations had seemingly gone so far out of their way to surgically remove his capacity for love? So, yeah, that's just, I mean, that's just a taster, really. But I believe in that book. He actually presses his nose against the, uh, the windshield of his um, crime-solving motorbike and has to... Yes. Somehow see through the sort of the, the dog snot smeared screen and actually drives into the suspect. Yes, he which, does, which triggers a confession. He does because the the suspect is nearly dead from being hit with a. And also, they've got confession bike. buttons on their chest in the future. They the, do. You have to drive at them at the speed of a. Like but because he's a dog, hour. it's quite difficult because he has to kind of jump up and hit them uh, like a dog trying to open doors. Um, uh, uh, kind of like it's very difficult. It really I does. I don't know whether I prefer the idea of dogs opening doors with their mouths or their paws. Yeah, you can't press buttons with your mouth, though, can you? Actually, can that's not true, is it? Bu- can, oh, no, we're not allowed to be rude. You can barge into buttons with your nose. Dogs are quite... Oh, are they co- could doink good it. at using their... Yeah, the doinking is the verb, yeah, but... Yeah. I was trying to talk around that for anyone who didn't know the word doink. Sure. But, um, yeah, I honestly don't think I've got any problem with dogs pressing buttons with their nose, Matt. No, I don't. That, I mean, I don't have a problem with that at all. It's just, I guess that's just... I mean, obviously, I don't want to spoil the book, but that's not something that comes up in the book. I think it all boils down to whether the button's on the wall or on a table. On a table, yeah. table mounted buttons, ideal for pause, 
or the underside of the chin, slamming your head down emphatically and going, woof. I mean, most of the time, the suspect's are on the floor because he's run over them with his motorbike, so he just sort of sits on the button and barks at them. Oh, and he drags his worm riddled. No, I'm not going to follow that. No, 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 no we no, can't no. do that. We're not allowed. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a great book. I'd really recommend checking out on audible.com. I think it's .co.uk. I think they splashed out on the .co.uk as well, yeah. Yeah, they did. I think they did. I mean, why not? You know, you only live once. Have you got any other great books on Audible OK that I've you'd like to read? Close to 500. Wow. I'm just going to pick what one a collection. at random. And this one's called Edward Snowden, Whistle Blowing in the Wind. Hi, I'm Edward Snowden, probably the most notorious whistleblower in the world. But I wasn't always blowing the lid on international government conspiracies against their own citizens. In fact, I started quite small. I started off with a literal whistle, which I would blow at people I believed to have farted. Once, I blew my whistle at a woman who had simply sat on a creaky chair, and this taught me that whistles should never be blown too lightly. After that, I became a referee. And during my third year, rising through the ranks of league football, I finally realised that this is almost certainly where the phrase whistleblower came from in the first place. So any joke about it would be fundamentally flawed in that respect. I spent. I then spent two years as a coast guard before realising that the same principle of redundancy and reverse engineering of an idiom applied here too, and that, should, that I should probably advance my career in whistleblowing by moving away from careers in which whistles were literally blown to draw attention to wrongdoing. So I went to a rave and blew my whistle at people and said, it is my belief that you are on illegal drugs. While still a literal whistle, I did feel content with myself for comedically subverting a situation in which whistles were used, but not to signify wrongdoing. With this sense of accomplishment, I felt like I had got this literal whistle joke out of my system and decided to put a big one up Obama. Just a good introductory chapter. It's Edward Snowden setting out his stall. I think a lot of people do wonder about Edward Snowden. What was it that led him to blow such a big whistle? I think an alternative, a good alternative, now you mention that, a good alternative title for that book would be Give Peas a Chance, because he's very pro-peace, and yeah. he's also whistles have a little pea in them, don't they? They do. It's a tiny thing that just rolls around endlessly. I mean, why? I wouldn't like to be that pea. I wouldn't. <laughs> Imagine that. Spinning in circles. Oh, my God. What have you got wet and accidentally cooked? Oh, nightmare. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. If you are listening, Edward, uh, we're a big fan of the book and we like it when you blow whistles. You've... Just find a bigger whistle next time. I'd say you could blow my whistle and, and no. No, no. No. And in that situation, your peas would be your, your balls? No. No. Okay, no. There's only one pea. And uh, I have... I sport two. I sport two... Balls. Generous If you know what I mean. Balls. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really know about size. I haven't really, I haven't really looked into it. So... Well, have you... Mouthful? Yeah, I, I guess so. Are they a Slim Jim or a Tumbler? If you were going to stuff them into a glass... <sighs> into, a, into a glass. I mean, a Tumbler? Would you... A Slim Jim or a Tumbler? Um, I probably a tumbler. I guess I wouldn't want to. Oh, you! Someone's got a big idea. No, I don't know. I don't balls. know. I'd have to. I'd have to have the IKEA wear in front of me to really get an idea for it. I mean, you know, we have two tumblers here, but they're. they're I don't know. It's hard to say. I wouldn't want to put them if in. If I had the wits about me to invent some IKEA glassware names off the top of my head, Ektorp or Klipsny. To be honest, they'd probably comfortably go into this glass, not to the bottom, obviously. Jesus, oh, fuck. 
You must have a really dangly, stretchy pouch of skin. They're not like carrots. I just mean, it's fine. No, that image is going to be stuck in my head during the the next reading of your story. Okay. So if I start having to drink wine while you do it, that's because I've got to... I'm so sorry. I'm hoping to enhance the image. This is a, a uh, another actually uh, slightly political book, but uh, unlike the history of whistles with uh, with Snowden, this is actually by a. It's a kind of a memoir um, by a, a British politician. Weirdly, uh, this memoir actually talks about the the life and career um, that's still in progress. So it's sort of t- talking about things in the past that, that are kind of currently happening, which is strange. But it's a it's a great read. And obviously, you can listen to it yourself on Audible. Okay. And this is a reading from Huffa Duffa Ding Dong. My life, my story. I'm. I've seen this on the recommended list. I, I hesitated to click, and I'm looking forward to hearing this. It's good. It's a it's sneak a, peek. It's a real rip roarer. I wanted to know what lips tasted like. My lips. So I pouted, slowly transformed that pout into a wide grin, and then lightly touched the edges of my lips with my limp, fat tongue. I probably look a bit like a lizard, I thought to myself, unable to chuckle at my own amusing thoughts due to powerful cocaine coursing through my body, locking my face into what appeared to be a Teletubby version of rigor mortis. <clears throat> Amazingly, no one noticed. Here I was once again, live on TV, smashed off my nut on illegal narcotics and entirely unable to hide it in the slightest. They were letting me make good policies. It was like no one in the country gave a fuck about anything. <laughs> Half a daffa ding dong, I thought to myself. It was almost time for the 2017 budget. And I knew what I'd budgeted for in 2017. Cocaine. Absolutely loads of Chuffa Chuffa Charlie. Club Cammers was having an absolute riot. So, yeah, that's uh, just a, a little excerpt from the Any memoirs of uh, George Osborne. Oh, George Osborne. Yeah. I, I, I had not guessed yeah, okay. <laughs> from, from, the, from the several strong signs. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it's, unfortunately, it could read as, as, a, as a wide number of people currently in the cabinet. Yeah, anyone um, who just sits there gauntly licking their lips in, in a, a well-retweeted vine. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's great that, like, at the moment, it kind of feels like a lot of human history currently is just being recorded on vine as the only kind of form of, of like, history that we currently have. So it's really good when people back it up with books and actually, like, write their memoirs mm, and go, yeah. yeah, in that vine, I was, like, totally off my face on drugs. And I shouldn't have been because I'm a politician and it's not my job to be off I'd like to see 2016 drugs. in a wall of vines. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's all I see when I close my eyes. It's just like the end scene of The Lawnmower Man where he's trying to escape. Yeah, I can't but sleep. it's just vines. Yeah, I can't, I can't sleep. Have you got any other audiobooks that you're particularly fond of that you might like to just read a little short excerpt of? I'm going to have to unbutton my trousers for this one. Right, OK. Because this one, the one I've got, is... Um, I'll go as far to say that it's, it's an interactive version of the Bible called the Booble. Oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about this. And it's called You Be God There was this, a, there was the a thing on uh, There was a thing on BuzzFeed, 20 Ways the Booble um, Outdoes the Bible. And how do the Booble do the Booble in yes. the You Be the Dooble, God? Yeah, I read that one as well. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, how would the Bible play out if Jesus turned to camera every so often and said, I don't know what to do, what would you do in this, the Bible? 
it's a it's a bold, daring new concept. I mean, I don't know how Audible we're going to pull it off in the in a downloadable MP3, but I think it's easy. You they're just a have massive like, company. You have like a thirty second gap where it's like it's like an exercise book. It's like now, just stop and think. What would you do? <laughs> exactly. So that's where I think the writers of this were going. I think the writer of this is probably who wrote the Bible. Was it God Jesus. or Jesus? Yeah. Okay. I think it was maybe. Uh, I know. I know God had a credit, but I don't know if he was the lead writer. Oh, the Holy Spirit was all over that fucking thing. Yeah. By the time I'd finished with it. <laughs> Is that... Uh, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry. So, let's, let's go on with Psalms 12 fucking number. And then Jesus went into the valley of death, and he did encounter a beast with six muscular arms, each clutching a kettlebell more weighty and impressive than the last. The beast effortlessly patrolled the valley of death, performing satisfying lunges so deep that his legs looked like half a swastika. Jesus checked his backpack. He had an enchanted comb that he had won from a witch by rolling dice at her, and a feather he had been given by the legendary rock, a bird that Jesus had restored to fertility by French kissing its giant, gigantic cloaca. <laughs> its gigantic cloaca. <laughs> Did you repeat that to, because you weren't happy with the first take or just because you wanted to say yeah. it again? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fell to his knees and cried out, Lord, help me, for I must get to the chest at the end of the valley of death. Please tell me, should I tickle the many armpits of this beast with the rock feather or should I offer to comb this vain beast's hair with my witch's comb? The clouds part and a beam of light shines directly on you, the reader. You be God! So what do you want to do, oh. God? Oh, tickling, oh, tickling with a rock feather might be quite pleasant, I think. Just very gently, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, he's got plenty of armpits to choose from in the case, like, six armpits, in fact, the same amount of... I just Besides think, there are on a dice. I just think I know. I mean, I am a big. I'm a. I'm just going to say it, I'm a big Bible man, and you know that. We know that. Everybody knows that. I see you checking out my Bible. I look at it all the time. Sporting Lord. a semi, checking out my the Bibles in my pad. You have so many. Um, they're everywhere. I check them out, and the thing is, like, I don't want to. I know, obviously, having read the Bible, that, that Jesus quite frequently made the mistake of using his magical items too early in the adventure. So I think just. I and think, sometimes he picks up an item that isn't even appropriate to the adventure because it seems superficially valuable, like a bar yes. of gold. Jesus, yes. don't pick up the bar of gold. That seems it's such an obvious red herring. Hmm, you'd think. So I'm just trying to outdo outdo the big J. Okay, so you're going to tickle. Him. I'm going to tickle, yeah. The beast chuckles contentedly, its muscular arms losing their definition as he briefly stops flexing. God, I love big arms, said Jesus. Remind me to have a wank with a big arm squeezing my neck, Jesus said again, ostensibly to himself, but clearly hoping that the monster would understand and to begin to... <laughs> Sorry. ...and begin to choke him out while he masturbated his thick vascular penis. At that point... The book mysteriously ends, but at God, let, let's let's go for it. Let's see. Yeah. What as God? What would you do at this point? Oh, it's difficult. I can you only know? imagine the author at that stage became so overwhelmed with writing it that he had to go to the toilet on the train he was writing it on. It is difficult because Audible.co.uk does not give refunds for books that aren't finished on account of the author going off for a wank. 
No, uh, no. Which is it's difficult. Especially a book that's so blatantly every word being true. If it ends where it ends, then that's just you. you that is it. Make up your own truth. Like we're going to do. What would God, what would God do? At this point, would God step in and stop Jesus wanking? <sighs> I don't know. You see, I always forget. I'm a big. I'm a big Bible man. I keep saying I'm big, big Bible man, but I forget that. Can you put down my Bible? I'm sorry. All right, I've put it down. You've got a paper cut on your ball sack. I've put it down. I just, I forget that that Jesus had a big, meaty, vascular penis. And I find that that's. It was was covered up by loincloths in most of them, and he was a grower, not a shower. Yeah, no, that is, I mean, that is, that was in. uh, and if you pull back the foreskin, you'll Leviticus. get Gruyere, not a shower. I'm saying he had a cheesy piece. Oh, no, we shouldn't do that. We've gone too far. I mean, it's okay. Things that are in the Bible, like Jesus's big vascular penis, fine, but let's not make jokes about cheese. Gruyere was not in the Bible. It was a Swiss cheese invented, like, a long time after the Bible. Have you ever seen a penis so vascular that a vein pops out of the urethra? No. Good. It never happens. Oh, I'm glad, because no, 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 I, I almost did that thing. You said yes. I'm like, you're just making that Precisely. up to impress me. It's like with book clubs. People say, have you read this? You go, yeah. You go, well, that book doesn't exist. Do you like it so. when Heathcliff jumps out of the window? No, he, does he do? I don't even know. Yes, he's wet. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes, what were you doing in there, Heathcliff? Oh, oh he was having a bath, wasn't he? In his clothes. A weird book. Uh, I, I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably... <laughs> that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I, I think... I think if I was God and I so loved my only son, I'd let him just, just chug one out whilst being put in a headlock. Because you've got to have downtime. That's an important thing. Especially okay. if you've got a big job, you know? Complicated job. Okay, so... Um, you've... That worked. You, you've had a wank now. Now you're having a relax on the beach. Right. And uh, the, the the sea comes in, washes over your legs. Is Mary And you're so exhausted. There? No, no. She's, she's, well, she may be on the distance, but she won't get to you in time. Oh, that's fine. Um, and then the the sea washes out again, and you've got uh, seaweed all over one leg, and jelly, fish, legs, and all Portuguese men of war all over your left leg. Do you mean the, the jellyfish? Well, the Portuguese man of war... Do you mean the jellyfish? Am I being racist? Is Portuguese way racist now? No, no, I, I thought it might just be, you know, a, a hot man of war. Oh, God. Yes, I do mean the jellyfish. I'm making this up as I go along now, and it's kind of hard. Yeah, do, no, do, you, do you want to use your legs like knitting needles oh. to create a scarf out of the seaweed right. and Portuguese man of war legs so that when Mary Magdalene finally gets there, you can use it as a net and trap her. I think I'm actually just going to stop myself from being dragged out to sea by um, unexpectedly using the bar of gold that Jesus has in his inventory and sort of Mm -hmm. wedging that in the sand and trying to use it as some sort of kind of shovel. Nice one. A screaming toadstool walks up to you. What What do you want to do with it? Have I smoked all the myrrh? The myrrh is smoked itself. Messamer. I don't. I, no one knew. Ah. Oh. But, um, but basically, this thing is screaming. Do you? You do have a, a translation spell in your in your backpack. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use the translation scroll. Um. Fuck. It's it's a customer service phone call complaint. Uh. <laughs> I'm struggling. We're recording a podcast. You can just wait. <laughs> No, I'm going to plug through this. It's a customer service complaint about a man who wants to leave his contract and as you 
put your head around every spore of it, you realise it's a, it's just embodied everyone who died whilst being trapped in a phone contract. Oh. And they're being forced to be... This, this, is, this, this is no good, is it? I'm just going to give up. I'm going I'm 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 to let Jesus die. Uh, and I'm going to start again. Start, I'm going to start a new Bible because this is quite hard. And I think, I think I was unlucky to have a run which ended up with me being harangued by Portuguese men on the beach, and then a jellyfish, and then a mushroom. I, yeah, well, I think it's I just think unlucky. What, I think what that Bible lacked was any kind of fluidity to between scenarios. I thought it lacked balance, personally. I thought it was uh, it was unfair. The difficulty curve in the Bible was was too steep. Um, I didn't have a good experience. I think, yeah, it, it seemed like it was written by a man who just had no coherent sense of whimsy, just, who just wanted to throw situations. It was like, like a Ross Noble gig or yeah, something. I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we had less callbacks. And the, the thing is, though, like, I also feel that, like, I don't want to diss our sponsors, Audible or Crow, but... They sell stuff. They, they do not do. guarantee it good. I mean, that's the thing, but I, I'm just not sure how that format of book works. And I don't want a, I don't want to be sponsored by a system that enforces high quality objects on me. Well, talking of high quality objects um, being forced onto me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll step back. Step back. Um, this is. I just want to f- just sort of read a finish off with a little excerpt from um, from a book that is. It's very close to me. It's uh, I don't know why, but it really spoke to me personally. And well, it would do. It's an audio book. Yeah, no, but I mean, you know, yeah, you no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a book called The Wonderful Swan, and this is uh, about about halfway through the book. Bob, 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 Bob the Swan under the mucky surface, not a soggy clump of crust in sight. Down deeper beneath the thick sediment of shite, perhaps, but unlikely. It had only been moments ago that the crowd of adoring children nearby had tossed the pieces of loaf into the pond like tiny, wheaty morsels of affection. Those fucking ducks, thought the swan, unable to speak or shout or scream on account of being a swan. This pond felt like a cursed stage, he thought. A cold, dark arena where they duly performed, fluttering their feathers for smiling onlookers. The ducks were all actors too, same as he, and yet they chastised him for his bright white presence. The swan is the uptight one, he'd heard the children exclaim, parroting the sentiments of the pond's three ducks. Sometimes the children would say that the swan was okay and that the three ducks were unnecessarily cruel, chiding the swan for singing songs or complaining that his scripts were too long. (laughs) The swan was only ever trying his best, but the ducks would just quack at him, eroding his spirit. Quack, 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 said the ducks. Those fucking bastards. Horrible bastard ducks. The swan... Did one of the ducks at any point come around and hug the swan? The swan (laughs) dipped his head once again beneath the water, looking for a crumb or two that the ducks might have missed. And then, just out of the corner of his tiny swanny eyes, he spotted something. A small section of plastic wrapping, buried beneath a thick layer of mud. The swan dived, tugging at the thin sheets of plastic as it writhed slowly and ever so gently, like a baby ghost's dress. (laughs) The plastic bag was stuck. A bag, he thought. It seemed like a bag. Something in it. 
three harsh tugs and something came loose. Two letters emerged, the rest obscured by a fresh thog. Two letters emerged, the rest obscured by a fresh fog of disturbed filth. H, O, then a V. Hovis, Hovis, by the lily gods, a full bag of untouched Hovis. Waterlogged beyond repair, certainly, but a full bag. The wrapping... The wrapping seemed to have snagged on something, and the swan's hustle had caused quite the stir. Craning his neck back above the surface, the swan could already imagine the looks of the faces of those ducks. There goes Swanny Swan again, floundering around in the hope of attention. <laughs> but the beads of water... <laughs> Was Swan trying to launch his own singing career? <laughs> But the <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. <laughs> but the beads of water rapidly rolled away off the edge of his bright orange beak, and the swan saw instead a strange look of kindness. The ducks motioned below. This bread was a gift for him. The gift of bread. <laughs> the ducks may have caused him grief for their amusement, but they truly cared, they truly did. Diving down once more with renewed vigour, he tugged and tugged until the bag suddenly ripped. A slow explosion of limp brown bread. A Michael Bay moment of waterlogged gluten. And beneath that, something else. A small white claw lurking in the darkness, grasping the bottom of the loaf for dear life. Not a claw. A hand. A tiny human hand. The duck's... They'd... They'd done this for me. Dragging a small boy to a sediment-based doom, his life extinguished in exchange for such a small kindness, an entire loaf of brown bread. No one had ever done anything so beautiful. The swan surfaced again, the tiny swan tears blending with the pond. The ducks were his friends. They were his best friends. And yet... It was done. It was too late. It barely made a noise when the first pellet struck. <laughs> the impact of the low-caliber rifle, still strong enough to crack the fragile skull of the bearded Welsh duck. The grinning, well-groomed duck had barely turned around when the second hit came, waddling his webby feet to build up a sort of spinning momentum that continued long after his immediate death. The third duck... The oldest duck, loud and orange and always full of smiles, simply looked at the swan with an immense sense of sadness. It didn't need to end like this. Mistakes had been made. But it did need to end. The boy emerged from the nearby bushes, swinging the small rifle over his shoulders. He would return again on Thursday afternoon with an acquaintance whose arm the swan had promised to break. <laughs> But for now, the swan was alone, silent in a mess of baker's flotsam, punctuated by the feathers of his three best friends. I can't believe those ducks ever bullied that poor swan for having I know, it's script, very... the, the script that went on too long. <laughs> it's, very, it's very sad and mysterious, isn't it? I, don't, I, yeah, I, mean, I just want to know which duck I was. Ah, oh, you were the last one, the nice one. The hottest one. Not, no, oh, the oldest one, sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah. the well, well-groomed. There's a yeah. difference between well-groomed and hot. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why that book resonates with me. Uh, yeah, but, oh, ducks, eh? They had absolutely no reason to do any of that stuff. No, no, no yeah. It was, um, it was 
the author of that book clearly suffered in his life. I think so, yeah. I think sometimes in grief, though, we can find great beauty in uh, in the form of books on audible.co. Okay. Well, if you're not from America or UK, just fucking search out your own domain names. Yeah. Stop relying on us. .usa, okay. <laughs> there is no point in you packing. You're not coming to New York. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, some of those books. I sorry that reading it was a bit it was a bit long, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I actually started crying. Yeah. Because I realized all the pain I'd caused you in my life. Sorry? What? Oh. I was yeah, sorry. It's just when you get involved in a book you become one of the characters. I was sorry. I was the old oh, duck. Oh, you become for, a for duck. For a moment I became an old duck. Which is quite I just think it's a sweet story log. I mean, yeah. like, I don't. I mean, I, I enjoy fiction, but like, it's just a story about. It's just a story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> nothing, nothing really. Well, I hope you enjoyed being God. I did. Um, I found it quite stressful. Um, oh, I, me too. I, I was yes, as, as the author of the Bible, the Booble, the Beeble, Booble. What? Watch out! Bible's about. <laughs> My Beeble's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, yeah, basically all books are good, but great books are even better than good. And, yep. and you, you should listen to some of them. And great books are greater when somebody whispers them into your ear for hours and hours and hours in exchange for money. Yeah, like Tom Hiddleston. Yep, absolutely. So why not go and get yourself one of the, the fantastic six fantastic books that we read today on the internet? Yeah, and you can get a free one if you don't even you don't even have to quote a promotional code. You can just go onto the Audible website and get a free fucking book. You can, but make sure you like cancel your subscription. Otherwise, you're like I've realised you paid oh. like fucking. Oh my god, yeah, I paid like two hundred pounds. I've got an accumulation of six credits. I have no intention of using. I bought a fucking Robert Gal Braith book. You well can never get that it was J.K. Rowling. You can never get more than six as well. So you yeah, need to just, spend them. Otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah, it's an awful. What the fuck fucking, is that all about? It's an awful fucking service. It's like, it's like going back to the old days when you join a book club. Like you get two big books for like a quid. And then you're fucking signed up for a year. It caps out at six books, and then you have to spend them all before you can cancel, otherwise you lose them all. So you have to just go out and just pull the first six books off the shelf you fucking find, and you're stuck with them. And they might be shit, but well done. It's just it's a terrible service. It's awful, really. It's oh god, I would never touch it. Manipulative. Yeah, it's it's the worst kind of it's, it's breaking what I would think actually the, the internet should not have that. No, no. The, I mean, the Britannia Book Club. I'm glad that Kim Kardashian broke the internet because now I don't have to go to fucking audible.com. The despicable okay. website for shitholes. <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to say who can't even read a book because I don't even... Be- Listening to a book is just as good as reading it. I'm actually going to go out fuck now. fuck audible anyway. I'm going to go and burn all of my copies of the three books I just read from today. I'm going to... How do you, how do you burn an MP3? How the... Fuck, do I make an emphatic gesture with an MP3? I don't know, but we're going to have to do it right now. We're going to have to actually stop this and probably burn this MP3 as well. Wow. I don't know how we're going to do that. Bonfire. <sighs> thank you for Bonfire listening. Bonfire of the Ogvorbis. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to to, to this this uh, this episode, sponsored by, kindly sponsored. If you'd like to come and see uh, all of us live, uh, we'll be doing a live show pretty soon. That's going to happen again. I actually can't remember when it's happening, but soon. Yeah, and... and- I think after the last live show, the, the ones preceding the last live show, everyone will come and says, I really think that's the best live show ever. Oh, honestly, I really think you're brilliant. Well done. The last one, so bad that the next, it's a kind of reset. It's yeah. a universe reboot. Yeah. And next, next month, we'll get to do our origin stories again or something. It's going to be great. I'm going to be Wolverine this time, I've decided. I'm just going to be fit as fuck and wanking. 
Don't stop being fit as fucking wanking. That's I'm what gonna, we say about you. I'm going to lift my dick out of my endlessly scissoring legs and just pound my balls to dust in front of your astonished eyes. Well, now you said that, we're not going to get any sponsorship money, are we? So, Jesus, Log. Oh, man, did I ruin the Audible you thing? You did. You did ruin the Audible. I think we were <sighs> fucking cruising for a sweet 5K there, and then you just fucked it at the last hurdle. Why can't I keep my vulgar... Bulgarian juvenilia in my fucking head where it belongs. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Reading. Oh, f- Goodbye. Jesus Christ. Goodbye. <laughs>